Hello and welcome to the Hub Systems Podcast, the voice of Man's Model Moments, the blog of the various ramblings on the modelling and gaming antics of my son and I. My name is Alex Mann, and with me is my son, Oscar. Hello. In this episode, we'll be looking at the arrival of the first War Games Kickstarter we backed, and that is the Battle for Zycanthus two-player set from Spiral Arm Studios game Maelstrom's Edge. Before we get into that, however, we've been off the air for a fair few weeks for the Christmas break, so tell us what you've been up to, Oscar. Relaxing. It's been really, really nice, actually. Actually, the more I think about it, the less I've done, really. <laughs> so I just did everything at Christmas. You know, we saw family, lots of board games. Drinking, eating. Sleeping. That's about it, really, isn't it? Merry Christmas. <laughs> and you got some games? I did, indeed. I got Star Wars Battlefront 3, which you got as well. And we can both say that it's a very, very good game. Very good. Especially with the Star Wars spirit going around. Oh my god, that new film was so good. It was. We should go and see it again, actually. Wait, we can? Yeah, we should, definitely. Definitely, yeah, let's do it. Quick decision making there. I got the card game Exploding Kittens, which, for anyone who doesn't know, is a game where you have to draw cards in turn, and whoever gets an Exploding Kitten dies and is out of the game. Unless you get a Diffuse card. In which... It's very complicated. It goes it's, on. It's very simple, but it's very. It was the most kick-backed Kickstarter game uh, in ever. history, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And you also got Pandemic. Pandemic, yeah. Which it's a game is when difficult. You, you have to work together. It's not like a normal board game where you're against each other, but you work together to cure, cure four diseases. Four diseases, and if disease get like loads of if if any one of these list of things happens then your team loses and you're out of the game it's the end of the game humanity's dead and each of you has different abilities you can play scientist or quarantine expert and stuff and uh, the first time we played it we thought we nailed it didn't we and then we just the world died (laughs) and then the second time we did it we were like we didn't even start off we just got we just died (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) we had hardly started and plague just covered the world and then the third time we did it we actually did it but we really thought about what we were doing. We, we were had quite a lucky real strategy, well, quite and honest. we were quite lucky. So, yeah, so it's a lot of fun, actually. It's a really good game. So uh, that was quite good. Um, as for me, uh, well, obviously we've had Christmas news break. Uh, I got a 3D printer, oh, so yes, I've so been good. having a bit of fun with that, printing various things from let's see, planet full scale World War Two tanks uh, through uh, Nuka Cola key rings from Fallout Four. Which I've done, uh, I've done one for you, and uh, Dan actually said he wanted one, so I've done him for one. All the way up to a multi-part face hugger from Alien, which uh, I'm halfway through. So I've just got to print out all of its fingers and uh, its tail. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, so far, I'm just printing STL files that are found on the web. Haven't actually started designing anything, uh, trying anything 3D tools-wise yet. Uh, but that, I guess, is the the next step. Okay. So the next part of our regular roundup is hit or miss. Now, obviously, time of year, there are a few new releases, uh, not a huge amount, but uh, we're going to start off with our favourite games workshop, and we're going to have a look at some Age of Sigmar things. Um, (laughs) Now, now. And we've got a whole bunch of dwarfy-type things going on, but of course they're not dwarves um, in the new Age of Sigmar world. Uh, First up are the Vulkite Berserkers. Now, what would you like to say about these, Oscar? I mean, I like naked hairy men as much as the next guy, but... um That is to say, probably not much. No. <laughs> I don't think, if I was looking for dwarfs, I would go for these, because, yeah, they got the axes and the beards right, but nothing else. 
Yeah, so these are, let's just cover the first, the traditional games workshop thing. They're £35 for 10 minis, so 3 50 each, which is a reasonable level, but it must be said that these are the cheapest minis we're going to cover from Games Workshop yeah. today. And they are short, naked men with, apparently, Urgold. Urgold runes. Which is the new... Urgold. Urgold. Ur, Urgold uh, runes hammered into their flesh. Uh, which gives them their power. Which, I mean, that one in his foot there is going to make it really difficult to bend your foot. It's going to be really painful. And maybe it's just stuck like that. Anyway. <laughs> Hobbling around the battlefield. These are, I mean, they're quite detailed. They're, they're mediocre. I guess. They're not awful. I think these are going to be quite a Marmite thing. Yeah, I, I definitely. described to our North American listeners what Marmite is. Vegemite for our, our listeners down under. And I think if you like dwarves... These could either really do it for you... Or, or kill really the idea not. completely. Yeah. For me... It's killing the it, idea completely. They're not my... Dwarves have never been my thing. No, that's true. That's true. They've never been a faction. I thought, oh yeah, I've got to get some dwarves. They're so cool or whatever. And these wouldn't be the figures to convince me and turn me into liking short, stumpy, naked men, to be honest. <laughs> so, there you go. I mean, it's a little difficult for me to call hit or miss on these because... Exactly, because we, we never then, really go yeah, into dwarf it, factions. They're just not... But when I imagine dwarfs, it's like, where's, I where's their armour? I imagine more clothes on. <laughs> Generally, I imagine people... Would, <laughs> yeah. If you're going into war... So, the, there's one thing. The Volkite Berserkers are £35. Uh, if you get the Volkite Berserker Fid, F-Y-R-D, I'm not quite sure how you pronounce that copyrightable word, uh, it's £70, and all that is is two boxes of Volkite Berserkers. For exactly the same price. Yeah, which is Games Workshop's yeah. traditional marketing um, position on these things. So, yeah, perhaps we go next to the Auric Hearthguard. Oh, these ones were the worst. Now, these are remiss. <laughs> like, no, without even anything. Like, so, okay, so you look at them, and they're basically just, they've got shorter beards, they're about the same, and they've got these massive, like, dragon things. And at first it was like, okay, those axes are pretty cool. Like, wait a second. But they're not axes. They've got like little braziers inside their mouths, so they actually shoot flames. And flame. they're flamethrowers. Yeah. And once again, you know, there's only so much naked dwarf flesh I can take. <laughs> there's more Urgold. There's more Urgold things stamped into his back. See, the there. thing is here is just the stupidity. It's too much. It's too much of, of that. whatever this is. One. This is taller than the dwarf himself. Yeah, but the dwarves are strong, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but that, that's just one thing, you know. Like, ugh. And where the hell's the fuel coming from? I know it's Age of Sigmar, but you're not convincing me. Yeah, well, I mean, that helmet as well is going to be... How's he keeping heavy. his head up? Because that, the centre of gravity on that thing is like going to pull his head forward all the time. Maybe he doesn't have a neck. <laughs> I mean, they're... Oh, and Games Workshop have tried to do their... Oh, again, once again, they've moulded on plastic flame, which is... They love doing that. As we have described before. Awful. Not a good idea. Yeah, they're... Yeah. I mean, to me, the Urgold, Ur which is a stupid thing, um, it's just gold, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's gold. some sort of magical gold. Um, but those, the size of those runes stamped into their back, I mean, that would be like, you know... It's going to be heavy, chilly. isn't it? <laughs> I don't just kill you. <laughs> yeah. You're horribly infected. I mean, it just, it's silly. 
uh, I think, and that's where dwarves... It's fantasy, Dad. Yeah, but for me, and that loincloth barely covers his cheeks, which is Dad, not something I want to see. <laughs> Dwarf butt is not something that I've ever Dwarf thought of. Butt. Yeah, it's like, no, no. <laughs> no, thank you. So they're £25, but you only get five minutes, so these are now £5 each, which is expensive for a small 28mm figure, I think. Oh, yeah, these, and uh, they're dwarfs, so they're going to be small. Yeah. Uh so let's move oh, on to the oh. Hearthguard Berserkers, and let's see if they fare better. No. <laughs> <laughs> the answer? So, Hearthguard Berserkers seem to have an axe with two, what look like spine chains. <laughs> with little things of fire on the end Dragon, of I mean, no, they're braziers. I don't know what they are, with fire on. Fire um, out, which is, you're going to watch for the... Like, I mean, he's almost like, setting his own. He's burning his own. Fire. He's no. He's burning his own ankle bracelet thing. <laughs> yeah, that's going to swing round and hurt him. So once again, Games Workshop haven't thought through their weapons. Yeah, conceptually, these are stupid weapons. I mean, especially when they're wearing huge, flammable <laughs> headdresses on their helmets <laughs> um, and massive beards. How often? Yeah, yeah these guys should have short beards. And no flammable headdress. Metal. To make them vaguely practical. And some sort of armour. Once again, there is something vaguely... Well, let's just put it in perspective. If blue I'm, oyster club about these guys. If I'm <laughs> running towards some armoured space marine guy... The Sigmarine. The Sigmarine. If I'm running towards him with a massive axe with fire on the end, I'm going to want to wear a little bit more than my pyjamas or something like that, aren't I? He's wearing less than He's wearing less than that. He's wearing a couple of, of bracelets and uh, some ankle guards and a loincloth. He's going to get mullered. <laughs> okay, well, he has the protection of the Auric Rune Master. Oh, God, so I'm the Auric really Rune Master is a single mini costing £18, which, again, is... I don't know how they're justifying that. Because it's cool, Dad. He's a leader. Well, I mean, there are certain aspects of this model that are cool. That's um, true. His helmet's quite cool, the big dragon thing, you know, for a single figure. It is, actually. His helmet is one of the things I like. It does um, make it look like a cockerel, though, the fact it has all of these massive the orange hair coming off it. Yeah, it does look like a punk sort of dragon, doesn't it? <laughs> Kids. You know, he's... His torch is actually not that bad, either. You think Brazy? It's all right. I mean, the smoke's... Yeah, again, moulded smoke. It's like, come on, guys. Um, You're doing something wrong. He's got his foot in a stone, which, as we all know... Well, every single leader do. every single leader in Age of Sigmar has found a rock to stand oh, on. Oh, it's, it's the default pose. How did what, they find enough rocks? That's what they know. I don't get the, the cape. The cape looks like it's leather with... I presume those are, like, dragon scales or, or something. Or really badly made um, fur. If it's fur, it's terrible. I think they're scales. I think no, they're scales. scales. And then it's it's better than fur. Um, but again, you know, he's got these gold runes stamped into his arm. <laughs> One of them's just an upside down A. You know, on his on his cloak, I can see it. You know, it's like that. Yeah. But then he's got them in his arms. Um, yeah, and what's that little stick he's carrying? Oh, it's a throwing axe. Oh, it is an axe. Okay, I couldn't see that. He's holding it towards himself. Has he not read the health and safety of work manual safety. for dwarves? Tell you what, he's wearing more clothes, which but is But he nice. is wearing, he's covered up, so that's good. Well, he's wearing a cloak, I don't think. Well, his, his beard's quite big, so. Yeah, and his beard's covering his nakedness. Which is <laughs> nice, yeah. Uh, I mean, he has a very big braided beard. It's just, it's just a little, I think 
the thing that gets me about all these is they seem like they're trying a little bit too hard. I think that's the thing for me. Yeah. One thing I would like to say is that it's quite impressive that the, that the helmet is actually a two-piece model and it splits down the middle. I can't see that, which is quite cool. Yeah. That's about it. But for £18, I mean, when we looked at the... Um, he was the spellcasting dude of... Oh, he was cool, yeah. That's the... he, was he 20, 25? I mean, I would yeah. pay the extra to have him compared to this model. Well, at least that you're going to get a decent size centerpiece model. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, so I think overall you can also buy... But the... actually, for, for a leader model, if you like dwarves, actually, I think this guy will be the one hit if you like dwarves. Yeah. Because he's actually the best out of all of them. Yeah, although what are the keys he's holding? Is he just like... You never know suppose... when you're going to find a ke- uh, chest or something. I suppose with that few amount of clothes, he's got nowhere to put his keys, so he has to put them somewhere so he can find his way back to his dwarven stronghold. Yeah, So he catches point. them to his brazier. So. But Dad... He's got have no read, pockets, has he? Have you read the description? They can sense Urgold. Yeah, we did read the description. In other realms. And he's got he's a long-range metal detector <laughs> <laughs> for Urgold, uh, which is not like regular gold. You, it's magic. You can't copyright gold. Urgold is completely different. Obviously. Um, a copyrightable, obviously. You can buy the entire lot, the Oathbound Throng, for £103, which coincidentally... Is all of them added up. Yeah, it gives you zero discount over uh, buying the individual box sets. So go ahead, knock yourselves out. If dwarfs are your thing, uh, these may be a hit. If they're not, they're probably a miss. Miss from us, I'm afraid. I think overall, I have to say, miss purely on the slightly homoerotic uh, nature of them. <laughs> you're just you're hung up on that. <laughs> no, it's just I just don't want no, to I see that much that much dwarf flesh. But no, yeah, it's, and it's just con- the concept is completely ridiculous. Yeah, I think you're showing a guy there on the screen with two axes held out with his little loincloth and his Urgold stuff stamped in his flesh, and he looks slightly ridiculous. Well, slightly is probably going to be You could shoot him with an arrow anywhere, and it would hit something important. You're shooting through that beard. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Okay, so moving on... Uh, on both Age of Sigma and Warhammer 40k, there are a lot of start collecting exclamation mark bundles, uh, all for £50. Now, we just took one at random, the Tyranids, and the start collecting Tyranids for £50 includes a set of gargoyles, a hive tyrant, and three Tyranid warriors. Now, these are the regular kits, um, nothing unusual about them. But if you go ahead and look at the prices for all of those, Tyranid Warriors are £31, uh, Hive Tyrant is 33 and Gargoyles are 18 So you're saving about £32 on buying uh, them as the start collecting pack. So if these are models that you're looking for, it's actually a relatively really cost-effective deal, way of buying these. As start collecting bundles, if you were to get into an army, I don't think these are going to give you... I mean, they're not giving you the bulk of your, your troops... Yes, you get a few nice models. like Yeah, I mean, Tyranids, Gargoyles, do that many people use them? I don't know. I'm just looking at Necrons. That's probably a better example because there is, you get a lot you of Necron Warriors, Warriors yeah. and you get a, uh, a leader, a leader Lord, and then you get massive walking get spider things. Team Strider so. thing. So that's actually quite, and you get some uh, Scarabs. So that's actually probably quite a good starting point. I think if you were starting up and looking to bulk up your force, some of these deals, if they've got the right models in for you, are probably a good idea. These are actually, maybe that maybe it's not quite good for starting, but 
you know, it could actually be yeah. quite a good way to get your force to, up if you've already got your it. Force. Yeah, yeah, I think that's possibly a, a better example. Yeah, the Skitari, for who's example. The, the Skitari? Oh, we've just been out of 40k for a while. Usually Adeptus Mechanicus, not the Mars people. You know, that's why I think it's red, not the red bases. You know, these actually, this is the first time I've seen or I can remember Games Workshop doing, you know, starter bundles in this way. Or well, at least deals that large. Well, giving you, yeah, this is like 40% up or so. It's quite good. Or, or something like that. So actually. It's quite a good idea. I think it's good. It's not bad. I think the concept is probably a hit. Yep. I think what they've chosen. Some of it. They I think it could be tweaked. Forces? It could be tweaked, couldn't it? A yeah. lot. Um, but let's, let's give it Overall, it, it's pretty good. They're actually. trying. Uh, I think it's, it's, good. it's too good. little too late, but hey. Um, so that's what we have from Games Workshop. So we ended not beating up on the Games Workshop there, which was good. We do have a few things from Spartan. Uh, we didn't cover the Kingdom of Britannia Windsor Mobile Fortification for Dystopian Wars previously. Mm-hmm. Um, it was out, we just, I think we missed it. So this is basically a four-legged walker. I think the description actually says it's built to, to look like a Norman castle. Let's have a look. It's got two huge guns on it. Built to mimic a Norman castle. Yeah, there we go. The Windsor. Um, what do you think, Oscar? When I first saw it, I actually thought, hey, that's pretty good. But um, then I looked a little bit closer, and I just... The castle is... It's a, you know, I can see why they've done it. Because, you know, it's a massive fortress kind of thing. And I think the it could be tweaked a bit to make it look like the castle was built in more. But it literally does look like there was a little flat slab. And they've sort of just airlifted the castle on. I think... To me, I mean, again, I don't know about whether it's the render, because this is a render rather than a model. Yeah, that's a good point. The legs, to me, look a bit a bit that sort of kind of distracts for me, because it's sort of drawing your eye, and there's these sort of four round legs. I tell you what it reminds me of, it's an elephant. You know, the way its legs are, quite sort that's of stumpy. And but I think that sort of adds to the... That adds to it, because it's a leviathan. Yeah. But I like it, because I can imagine it trudging along like its guns, like rearing up, you know, firing those massive artillery cannons. Yeah. I like it. That It's a hit for me, actually. I'm undecided. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's kind of a... Meh. Take it or leave it. Yeah, so I'm not sure. Uh, so overall, we've been a hit because you said hit and I was neutral. Yeah. So then we have some more stuff for Dystopian Legions this time, rather than Dystopian Wars. Uh, and it's all Covenant of Antarctica models. So starting off with the Commando Officer set, where we have... Um, this is £22. Oh, the Leviathan, by the way, was £50 for the uh, Kingdom of Britannia Windsor mobile fortification. Covenant of Antarctica Commando set is £22, eight figures. So just on price per figure, we're down at sort of £2.75 per model. Uh, per model. So straight away, we're, we're less than the dwarves. We know the quality of these is going to be the same. These will be metal figures, I imagine, from, from Spartan. So in terms of value, if you're playing Dystopian Legions... You know, they're, they're straight away. Um, I think these look quite nice. I really like them because, you know, Covenant of Antarctica are the super advanced ones of the, the universe. So they're my favourite instantly. And <laughs> yeah. they look very cool. Yeah, so I think a hit Definitely. from us there. I'm liking the fact that one of them has a Proxima Energy Blaster. Yeah, and I like the regular guns. They kind of look quite assault rifle-like. With the magazine at the top. But like, there'll be energy weapons as well, so. Definitely. Yeah, I quite like those. 
then we have the infantry set. Which uh, is sort of, as we described, more of the people with the uh, normal guns. Yeah, we also have the Heroes of the Nation set. You get eight. Okay, and then you've got five heroes. Or so four. you get four plus a sort of tea trolley <laughs> with guns <laughs> like, on it. You've ruined it. Um, it's, it's a mud drone. It's an, so it's an MUD, whatever the MUD stands for. Maybe it's an ice cream truck thing. Back opens up. I don't know. I like it. I, I mean, the other ones, the, the other figures are pretty cool. They're all pretty cool. Um, oh. I'm not sure about the drone thing. Okay, I like the drone thing. Sort of reminds me of uh, Black Hole, the robots from that. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. So, yep, yeah, that looks uh, pretty good. And then finally we have the Antarctica Commando expansion set. I like this because the first thing I was drawn to is uh, there are three floating ball drones. Yeah, and you get three Rigel heavy energy rifle gun teams, which are three, well, the two-man plus a big... Um, gun. <laughs> sort of semi-portable energy gun, which looks pretty good. Uh, you get a specialist with a proximate energy blaster, a specialist with a drone relay backpack, an NCO, and the, the three drones. There's, what, 15 figures there? It's £40, so again, you know, you're around the uh, £3 mark price per figure. Yeah. Uh, but again, they look really nice and detailed. We know that the, the quality of renders... Which yeah. usually not and quite as good be, as the quality of the figures. Probably be metal as well. And they'll probably be metal. So, yeah, those all look like, if you're into dystopian legions, you're a Covenant of Antarctic player, I think those are all, any one of those, or all of them, uh, will be good. And then finally, from Spartan, we have the UNSC Commanders and Heroes Collection 1. So, they also have Collection 2, which we've mentioned all of the figures in before, so... Collection 1 uh, has another figure we haven't, so in addition to Admiral Hood... And the other guy who comes in starter set, we have Cortana. Which is quite a new good thing, actually, because, you know, so, Cortana. And it's going to be interesting painting that, I imagine, for most people. It's just going to be blue. Yeah, but you've got to do yeah, brush effects. You know, how do you make it look glowy? Because she's a hologram. So uh, that could be challenging. You could just have the Cortana chip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I'm not bust. really getting into the, the spirit <laughs> of this. I guess. Okay. So I think those, again, uh, look pretty good. No, definitely. The detail is, of course, amazing. Yeah, well, we've seen the detail in the figures before. They're £36 for the three, so £12 each. That's about what you're paying for a bust normally. Well, you can pay anything, actually, from 15 upwards for, yeah, for a bust okay. of that you size. So nice they're, they're sizable, chunky things. Well, yeah. So I think if you're, if either you're playing Halo and want to sort of upgrade your experience... Or you're just a bust painter and are into the Halo universe. Those are both really quite um, quite good things. So I think overall hits from Spartan um, on that one. So that's all we have for Hit or Miss this week. And now on to the main topic. This week we received a large box with the two Battle for Zycanthus starter sets from Maelstrom's Edge from Spiral Studios that we, we backed. So this was a Kickstarter we backed way back and has delivered pretty much on time. It's been very consistent throughout the entire project on fulfilling its objectives, which I know some Kickstarters haven't been. I think uh, the Robotech uh, one is particularly to blame. Anyway, Maelstrom's Edge is a 28mm sci-fi skirmish game set in the far future, and the galaxy is being swallowed by the Maelstrom, which is an expansion of energy which is devastating everything in its path. The starter set contains the Epirian Foundation, who are a bunch of 
fairly regular corporate engineering guys who use robots. Yes. <laughs> and the Karist Enclave, who are a bunch of semi-religious zealots who believe the Maelstrom will transform them rather than destroy. Uh, now, we've purposefully not gone into the game or background, really, in any more depth than that, so we can have a completely fresh perspective on the game. Okay, so we have the, well, one of the boxes here in front of us. Oscar, do you want to just describe what you've got there? Oh, so there's a beautiful battle scene going on here. At the, the very far front, that you've got a robot used by the uh, corporate guys. It looks like a spider robot, but um, a quick overview of it is pretty much everything is dying. You can look here, everything's being it's, blasted it's apart. Nice, it's fairly nice artwork, brutal. Ever like there's a cityscape in the background which is being destroyed. It's you know, you got you pretty much get everything in perspective. It really puts an image yeah. in your mind about what's it what it's gonna be like. Yeah, so you've got um the box is basically the front of it is one piece of artwork cover to cover. Um and on top of that you've got a glossy maelstrom's edge um, sort of logo at the top. Battle Vice there's like kind of this on the uh, on the bottom there, Spiral Arm Studios thing in the in the bottom corner. And that's about it. What, what's on the um, what's on the back of the I don't know. <laughs> uh on the back so you've basically got contents of everything you're gonna get inside, which is it's quite nice. Okay, so why, why don't we open it up then rather than So not rather than me holding it above my head. Yeah. Okay, lovely bubble wrap. Bubble wrap. You can't go wrong with that. Yep. We've got a bag of dice there. Oh, nice. Oh, and bases. Big bases. Dice, big bases, little bases, all pretty standard 28mm stuff. And the bases actually do have little notches on them, uh, which I believe are important in game. It signifies uh, the arcs, the sort of front and rear, so you can tell if you're sneaking up on somebody from behind or not. That's quite cool. Okay. I'm assuming that's for your night walkers. Could be. Oh. Okay, then we've got a number so got of a number. bags of sprues. So it's going to be a very noisy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a noisy unboxing. That's what you want to see with the real, doing the real stuff. Yeah, it's got it with the real deal. So those look like your spider robots. Oh, and I'm liking the look of them. You got, and because they've got the same sashy. Chassis. Shasher. Chassis. 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 Try that again. They've got the same sashy. Chassis, even. <laughs> so Oscar's been trying to say no, 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 no. We're not going to that. For a while. We're not going to have that. He in. thinks I'm not going to put that in. <sighs> Please. <laughs> so how many of these have you got? You've got one, uh, two, three, three four. four. <laughs> I think that's it. Okay, so you've got four sprues of two. So you've got eight robots there. But we've got another box of this, so technically I've got 16. What else have you got there? Oh, this is an angel. Let's Ah, just bin this. Okay. We don't need it. So the angels are alien creatures that the Karist Enclave use. Um, They basically use cyber energy, which is how things travel faster than light in this game, uh, as a drug to keep these things in check. But that looks really nice. Actually, the angels it are actually comes in two sprues as well for one model. No, that's one sprue. Is it? That's two model. Oh, it only says you get one. Ah, but because we backed the Kickstarter, we got a bonus one. That was one of the stretch goals. Well, that's not so allowed. You so you've got four. four. <laughs> so this is actually one of the things that made me back the game with the angels because they look nice and uh, we sort of tentacly weird. 
uh, spiky, vaguely Tyranid-esque. I've got models. a picture on the uh, internet here of a fully put-together painted one. Yeah, and it's looking pretty nice there. It's black. It's obviously been either very nicely blended or airbrushed in greys and subtle purples. It's got, what, six eyes? Great big mouth. Six so eyes, yeah. Four stabby legs. bits and tentacles. Four legs. Six tentacles on its back for some odd reason, which I'm sure. It's got the impression know. as well, it gives the impression for me that it's not got a set form. It you does know, look pretty mutable. mutable, doesn't it? Its legs are sort of layered. Yeah. So, I really like that. Movie. Whatever it is, I wouldn't want it coming towards me in a battle. No, you wouldn't. Considering it's about three times taller than a man. <laughs> yeah. uh, what else do we have here? These look like... They look like your scarecrow robot weapon options. Look, there's a flamethrower there. They do indeed. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the scarecrow robot, so we'll come back so, to him. I think you've got a couple. There's another one. There's but another those one. might be your robots, because they are scarecrow robots, so they're quite thin. Are you sure I get Scarecrow Robot? Was that yep. another stretch goal? Uh, possibly. These are hunters. Get some of the big... This is a hunter robot right here, because he's bulky. Okay, I've got here some minnows, which are the junior forms of the angels. Which look a bit like Tony Gargoyles. But nice, to be um, quite honest. Well, I'm not that sold on them. I really, really but like these. I'll have to look... How they how they look in reality? I didn't just, like those modern really? pictures too much. But. Oh, I think they look quite cool. Well, and just another side note on the minnows: if you look on the front cover, somewhere hidden in the background is a minnow shooting weird plasma energy through a guy's head, and I just thought that was quite amusing. <laughs> That's because you're a sick, sick puppy. Also. I am a sick person. Um, right there, you've got looks to be more robot bits. Uh, I think this is the hunter. More robot bits. This is another hunter body. Uh, more robot bits. Oh my god. This is hunter weaponry. And more, more robot, robot bits. bits. They are the... And another big robot bit. They are the scarecrow robots. No, no, they're the hunter. Yeah, they're the big, This big is all there. to do with the hunters. Yeah, they oh must really big. No, no, if you look at their bodies, they're only about... Yeah, but how much of the... How much of those legs is quite bulky? Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Okay, and then we have some unwrapped sprues, so it should be slightly quieter. <laughs> now, these are some of the Karist Enclave heavy weapons dudes, who, again, the Karist guys really sold it for me. I wasn't keen on the Aperion Foundation people, but you like the Aperion Foundation people. I really like all of the robots that they have. I yeah. think it's so cool. So it made it a very easy choice. I mean, yes, I would, I would love her. You know, a weird angel or a guy covered in really cool power armor with a wielding a massive cyber energy gun. Cyber energy gun, indeed. And these are big guns. I mean, I'm just holding this now. They're the elites, right? Yeah, but just the detail. I mean, these are multi-part models. So the actual torso comes in two pieces. You've got the multi-part. So you've got single legs. You've got uh, multi-part arms. Weapons with hands molded on, which is a good thing. Some shoulder pads there. I mean, that looks... The detail on those looks really good. It does look really nice. You know, it's finely engraved. Detail's really nice. And the back especially is the, the power armor there. They're going to be very enjoyable to paint, I can tell you that. Sometimes, you know, you see a model and you think, oh God, look at this, <laughs> I've got to do. Look at all that involved. But these look like they are going to be quite fun, actually. Yeah, so, so far, that looks pretty good. Pretty sound, as you could say. 
So yeah. there are your elites. So those are my elites. I get four gold. I'm pretty sure these are, these are all your uh, sort of average. These standard your troopers. That's what they're called. guys. Yeah, who have very Space Marine-like um, shoulder pads. Uh, I imagine they're more like Gladiator, sort of. But, well, I think they're quite Space Marine-like shoulder pads, but the rest of them isn't. You no. Know, it's power armour, or it's... I it's just power heavily armor, armor, it's just heavy armour. Yeah, the, the proportions on them are really good, though. The one thing is, though, that the shoulder pads, shoulder pads do come separately. Yeah. I remember the pain of separate shoulder pads. <laughs> I always enjoyed the shoulder pads, you do get a lot of different weapon options. Yes, yeah, so you have this weird, like, radar gun, the normal yeah. assault rifles. You've got a grenade launcher. You also get multiple heads. Oh, and a choice of heads there. A little pistol. So, again, those are looking really nice. I do, I must say, I do like the, uh, the helmets, the way one side is sort of like Predator. You've got the three sort of lights. Yeah. Oh, it's got a little piece of paper there, thank you. This is a backer. Oh, nice. Read that later. Okay, just before we get into your figures, we've also got a couple of sprues uh, which came as part of the Kickstarter packet of uh, terrain bits to actually put onto boxes and things to make uh, purpose-built terrain. One thing, this is heavy. Yeah, there's a lot of plastic there. <laughs> that is surprisingly heavy for a plastic kit, but it looks very solid. It looks good. Like, the doors, look at that, that's really thick. It's about four millimetres thick or whatever. <laughs> So, yeah, those could be, uh, those are going to be used to, to make some nice terrain at some point, I'm sure. Indeed. Sounds good. But now we come on to your troops. Okay, so I've got a couple kits here. I think these are the. So these are your standard. Mechanics, I think that's what. Or engineers, we're called. Your combat engineers, yeah. Contractor. Yeah, which we've all got. I'm quite actually looking at them now. Those assault rifles are really nice. Can't have them. <laughs> and you've got some sort of like a shotgun pistol kind of thing. Either it's not a shotgun, or it's a huge, huge pistol. pistol. It's about the size of someone's leg. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, I can I can tell leg. you that it's a, just a normal pistol. I think. Wow. And you've got some others there. Looks like they have some some underslung grenade launcher or something there. Yeah, those are really nice. I think you do have two shotguns. They actually look an awful lot better than they did in the pictures. Yeah, I'm just looking at the pictures now, and they. Doesn't do justice to, to looking at the to the um, actual casts. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm quite impressed with those. Well, the heads actually, you know, the heads are always, you know, having a human face on my models is a little bit irritating because I always like helmets. Although there's this guy here. Have you seen him with like the wraparound shade sort of? Yeah, he's cool. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm sure many of you out there are always like, you know, if I want to see a human face, I'll just walk down the street. But like. <laughs> Is that why you spend most of your time in your room? Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, we've missed out one of your guys. Oh. One of them that which oh, I really like. Oh, yes. So this is the Shadow Walker guy. It is a Shadow Walker. Karis Shadow Walker. So this is like the stealthy ninjury guy. And you get four of these guys. If one looks at it. No, two of them. Two. No, four. No, four. And he's got like a energy pistol with a blade on his sort of got blades attached to his arms in different poses as well. You can have different stuff there. But that gun he's holding <laughs> is pretty cool and has a massive blade on it. Yeah. And again, nicely detailed. I'm just looking at the helmet. That looks... And these are all injection molded plastic, so they should go together with standard 
plastic cement. He's too cool, Dad. This guy, I'm going to have to take him. He's mine. Well, you haven't seen this guy yet. There's only one of him. He's the um, Cadanova guy. Oh, God, this um, banata. Who Actually, no, I think you can build two perhaps here. But look at that. He's got like, it's like a Hannibal Lecter sort of mask there. <laughs> um, but it's got really, really fine detail on it. If you look there, it's actually got the little slits for the ventilation. It's crazy. It's which is really nice. You just get the uh... and they're pretty nicely proportioned as well. You know, these look like people rather than sort of comic book proportions that sometimes you get in twenty-eight millimeter scale. Now, I'm just—I think these guys are my handlers. They're the guys that do all of the robots, aren't they? Yes, and they have cool helmets. I th- so I get four. Same with your uh, oh, yep. shadow walker guys. And again, big pistol. One's got like an underslung. It's like a bolt pistol uh, equivalent, isn't it? Sort of just on his arm. That's attached to his the arm thing, there. Yeah. But again, nicely proportioned. I mean, even the big guns, you know, proportions of them there. Yes, they're, they're big, slim. but it's like... Yeah, they're slim. That's what they'd be like. Actually, the, the muzzles, you know, quite small, just like you would expect. Mm. Nice antenna, the definition on that's really good. They've got all these little ammo pouches or something. These look like less specialist guys, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they look like um, the more elite. They know what they're doing. So, we also get an a 5 size rule book. Which is very nice, very shiny. So and we will both get one of these if you... Yeah, if so you the advantage of having two sets is that we both get a copy. And the one thing I really like about this rule book is the amount of sort of in-game stuff it has. Like, just flicking through here, there's like a little side view of one of the... Of the big pistol. Of the big pistol we were talking about. There's lots of artwork. Oh, like, there, I just saw a mass... There's a massive spaceship picture. Yeah, there's the maelstrom. There's battle scenes. There's scene. little... Little cartoon drawings, like you know, of the spider bots. Yeah. Again, that sort of stuff that all adds to the feel of a game without really contributing anything else. It just makes it, you know, pulls you into the, the ethos. Uh, there's a picture of an angel, but in sort of like graffiti way. Yeah. Yeah. Look, very. There's quotes. So. Yeah. The thing I don't like about the book, having had a flick through the other one, is it's printed in font size. About font size six, <laughs> which for the more mature male, I suppose I can read this easily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're fifteen. I'm you're, 15. You're, My uh, eyes will tough. deteriorate with age as well. Don't tell me. So that. <laughs> I might need to get the old glasses out to actually um, have a proper read of that. So that's which, not really a problem. Which isn't a problem for you, no. But it's a nice handy size, sort of man bag size. In the future, if they do an A4 sort of hardback book, I'd be tempted if we get into this game. Um, but that's certainly a nice sort of portable version. Then we have two A4 sheets of explosions. No, there's three. No, there's two. Because huh? you've got... Oh my god, you just magic. So you've got these little explosions. Which are sh- these are suppression markers, which suppress in-game. We don't actually know the mechanics of this because we've not tried it yet. Um, but there's various sizes of these suppression markers. There's also some little counters with numbers on, which we don't know what they do. And on the other side, they have sort of energy. And they're different colours for the different races. So I have Cybel energy explosion sort of suppression markers, whereas you have... Fire. Fire, normal fire. <laughs> See, like, yeah, I'm just looking at the explosion tokens. We've got a flamethrower marker here, which is all fire. 
And to my horror, I just turned it over, as you said. You've sort of got this weird acid spray marker oh, and excellent. some purple explosion things again. Oh, what's this thing? Your little robot? I don't, I don't know. Sort of it's sort of like a little robot with a... Uh, it's got a grenade launcher and a radar, but why didn't they just make a model? Well, I don't know what it's for, so... Maybe it's to do with the robots. It looks like some sort of token, so... I mean, and this is printed on quite thick, it's about... One, one and a half millimetres thick, the card? Uh, I'm not liking this token here. It looks like an angel's getting his wings out. <laughs> Whereas the special markers are a thinner card. I suppose they're... But yeah, but they, they, they slot together they to make together, 3D yeah. little yeah. standing up things. So you take that away yeah. before I break it. So that looks good. Oh, I'll just put it back in the... And finally... These, I'm yeah. really excited about these, Dad. A pack of cards. <laughs> I think that's cool. I think all games should have a pack of cards. But something not even... You know, just just put the troops on it. The cards are so cool. So let's just keep over here opening the cards. So one of the things that they actually did, in addition, this was kind of just they threw this in at the end after the Kickstarter finished. They had enough space left on the cards for printing all of these. So we've got, for instance, oh, journeyman bot handler, all the stats on the cards. Yes, they had enough printing room left that they produce these other ones. So here it's got Maelstrom's edge on the back with Very nice. energy thing going across. And here it's got the Zycanthus and a little picture of planet with formerly one of the key worlds, blah blah blah. And then, but this is a separate card game you can oh, play. Are you kidding? That's awesome. No, they just added some rules. Added some card game uh, card game in. So you get a bonus card game as well. So that's brilliant. It's quite neat. For a Kickstarter, you know, these little This is the stuff. It's the little bonus things for, you know, you think, well, I backed this game, and they've gone, thanks very much. See, there have you go. They've, a, uh, they've, added have a bonus. they've added stuff in, which isn't in the game as well, like a mining ship. More mining ships, you know? Evacuation ship. Oh, nice. I'm just looking through the, the other cards you've got. Uh, I think these are... Yeah, these are mission cards. Excavation. Investigate sites containing long-forgotten relics of power. So... Demolition, destroy the enemy's promised object. So you've got all these different... Uh, again, we don't know how this works. Uh, oh, we've also got um, forward into victory. Mission completed, 17 stroke plus 3 victory points. So it's got primary and secondary objectives. So these are obviously you know, missions, how you allocate those, or something like that. So all looking pretty good. Angel Minnow pack... Six points. So I've got some basic scout crafts here. Then there's an assault ship. We're getting to the good stuff now. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're quite nice cards. They've got a good feel to them. They they slip across each other quite nicely. This really shows the rounded edges. Looking at the spaceships of these, just thinking these would make nice models as well. And it really shows that like you got you typically you get the cool ships, obviously, because of you're the <laughs> you're the weird. See like that. Look, look at my mobile star base. Not showing yeah. off or anything. Now that's my mobile starbase, and that is a pretty cool oh, mobile starbase. Oh, so that's the one in the, that was one in the, the book. book. Yeah, but yeah. your mobile starbase is obviously ten times as cool as yeah. my mobile starbase. Well, that's sort of almost uh, calamari. Yeah, calamari uh, star warship crossed with covenant with a little bit of star destroyer in there. Definitely. And then there's like <laughs> a bombardment ship. What does this stuff even mean? <laughs> yeah, so we have no idea what any of this stuff means at the moment, which is really interesting. Because generally, you know really what stuff means. Nicely produced. Oh, oh, this is a nice card. It's just the Maelstrom with a 
exclamation mark, so I'm assuming it's not based. <laughs> and it just says on it, the Maelstrom destroys a random planet amongst with all ships, <laughs> symptoms, and other cards attached to that planet. Just like that. <laughs> there are two Maelstrom cards. And so, they both have the same desired effect. <laughs> so the card game is obviously slightly more destructive. Well, than slightly. The, than the small skirmish game. Well, here you go. There's another plague. A plague erupts on one of the planets, spreading to the factions currently siphon, siphoning from it. Any player siphoning from the chosen planet loses half their resources from the stockpile. So it, it's obviously going to be a very back and forth game. Yeah. So I think the... The premise for the game really is that this uh, energy is erupted in the centre of the galaxy, which is the same energy that's used in cyborg gates to travel between star systems. So basically, the Maelstrom's destroying everything in existence. Yeah, and it randomly can surge through cyborg gates as well. So all the main cyborg networks are disrupted. You have to use secondary ones. And people on a planet near the Maelstrom, obviously people are trying to get off. Uh, people are trying to siphon off the last resources from that planet before they leave. Um, the Karist, um, what they called? Karist Enclave are trying to stop people leaving because they believe that those who are worthy will be elevated to a different plane of existence. Crazy. Because of, um, a ship was once caught in Maelstrom, managed to escape from it, and the energy ravaged through the ship, but 14 people survived, and they had these visions of a different dimension and all this sort of stuff. So they founded the Karist Enclave, who believed that, you know, if you are worthy, then you can ascend. Although I'm not sure what criteria they used for that. <laughs> this is cool as well. It's kind of those little sneak peeks into what's to come, I guess. Because you've got the remnant, the broken. Well, these the, are different factions. These are two different factions. Ooh, let's have a look at those. You can have a look at the, them. The remnant. Eternal refugees. The remnant fleet abandoned their homeworlds long ago. They travel from star to star in vast space-bound cities using their elite exosuit-clad champions to mount covert missions to procure resources which fuel the fleet's exodus from the galaxy. So there's going to be a big, big space marine type guys, I guess. People. And you've got the broken. The refugees, revolutionaries, pirates and mercenaries that are left behind in abandoned worlds are collectively known, collectively known as the broken. Desperate humans team up with abandoned aliens, swarming worlds near the edge as they try to survive as long as they can. So that's going to be a ragtag fleet of all kinds of stuff, I, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Why not? So that looks enjoyable as well. And that's just what you want, isn't it? You want a little bit of extra stuff as well as the normal game. So why the hell not? Absolutely. So there we have it. There's oh, our I'm liking the look of these stats. Actual um, live unboxing of Maelstrom's Edge. Yeah, um, boy. I've only done that one other time. Cthulhu Wars. I can't believe we have to wait till September for that. Yes, so uh, we do have another Kickstarter though that we backed, or we actually did a late backing for. Did we? Yeah, the um, Seven Sins one. Oh my god, <laughs> that looks so good. <laughs> so, and I have no idea when that's coming. But I, kn- we know it's by uh, the same people who did Zombicide, so it's bound. Same to be people good. who did Zombicide, yeah, very similar. I could design models for that because my mind is so twisted. <laughs> So I guess what we need to do is start making some models here, uh, reading a bit of rules, and um, seeing what the game is like. Ooh, equipment. Cling fire sprayer, maglock rayon rifle. I'm going to look forward to using these scarecrow sniper robots. Yeah, well, what does it say for my weapons? Oh, let's not go there. Okay, no, okay. Oh, the hunter class war mech. He's got a hydraulic fist and maglock chain gun. What do you want to know? Let's go for the angel. Okay. 
Well, in, in the Minnow pack, you've got Cyber More and Cyber Pulse. But Cyber More. For your mature angel, you've got two Cyber Beams, a Cyber More, massive void gel claws, and two void gel tentacles. With the abilities void of gel. Bloodthirsty, Cyber Frenzy, Fearsome 2, Teleport, and Void Gel Forms. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell does that mean? I don't know, but it sounds good. It's so There's hor- a lot of options. It sounds horrible. There's also 20-odd points, so I presume yeah, exactly. quite good. I've never <laughs> seen... My, yeah, my best mech is 13 points. <laughs> no, my best thing is 13 points, whereas one of your infantry guys is 15. <laughs> I can't help feeling this is biased. So I think I'm more the elite um, force compared to you. 23 points, points for an angel. Ooh, have fun. Okay. So I, I'm guessing, though, I might not be putting many models on the table. Uh, I'm having a feeling I might be losing a lot of models I put on the table. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, how many robots was it? Yeah, you've uh, got a lot of robots. So the bonus is that your guys aren't really dying. Te- yeah, robots, technically so. not. Yeah, but your guys don't care if you die. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we're going to be transformed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I think that just about wraps it up for... For this unboxing, uh, I think we'll, if we get a chance, I'll try to put some of this up on the, on the blog. Mm. Um, I'm away for a few days this week with work, so not sure how much opportunity I'm going to get in the evenings to do anything there. So it might be a little while, but try to do that, get some pictures on. So basically that's us finished for this episode. So signing off on the hub systems, it's Alex and Oscar. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.